Like that, that was a little T-Swift in honor of T-Swift. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Under Analyzed. We're mixing it up a little bit. Uh, not really, because we're starting with the tip-off. We're going to move to our jazz recap, uh, including exclusive content from our very own Jared, who is live at the New, or- New Orleans Pelicans game. Then we're going to move on to question time with Jake and wrap it up with the Russell Westbrook of the week. Uh, Sam, what's new in comebacks? Yes, thank you very much. Um, so I don't know if anyone here is a sports fan, but uh, the other day on Saturday, the Minnesota Vikings, my Minnesota Vikings, completed the greatest comeback in NFL history, being down 33-0 to zero at halftime. Um, it is important to note that uh, the quarterback for the other team was Matt Ryan, who famously blew a 28-3 to three Super Bowl lead. Um, so he is now a part of the two biggest or most famous comebacks in NFL history. And, uh, yeah, it was just amazing to see. And, um, yeah, history. Now, I want to know, Sam, what were your thoughts when the uh, Minnesota Vikings were down 33-0 to zero to the Jeff Saturday-led Colts? 33-0 yeah. To zero halftime. Yeah, How are you no, feeling? So, uh, honest honest thoughts and uh my friends my other friends don't worry about guys they text me saying yeah they they said hey uh how about those vikings huh sam and like and then one asked what happened and but kind of doing the tiktok trend what happened i don't know if anyone's seen that and uh i'm on instagram reels yeah true jared's (laughs) so you'll see it in a month i'm on tiktok and i do not know what you're talking about I'm on a different cool. TikTok. Right. I got you, buddy. I know exactly what oh, you're talking about. Thank you so much. Anyways, um, and so I sent back at halftime. I said, Kirk Cousins remembered who he was. And then <laughs> history happened, and I felt like I jinxed it into fruition. I don't know if that's the right word, but I jinxed it. <laughs> jinxed it into tuition, actually. Uh, tuition, yes. <laughs> College tuition. <laughs> Did you watch the game? Jinxed it into inhibition. Did I watch the game? Yeah. I watched the first half and turned it off in the third quarter and then turned it back on in the fourth, <laughs> uh, about okay. five minutes left. Because, what time? Yeah, admittedly, I gave up on my Vikings. What time of day was the game at? In the morning, um, Saturday? Was, yeah. Not prime no time. One, no wonder they had a comeback. Her cousins. Is <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. When there are no lights. Yeah, that was the best meme I saw after the game was Kirk Cousins coming out of the locker room at halftime realizing it's not technically a primetime game. <laughs> Um, I watched three quarters of that game. I didn't watch the first quarter, but I watched the second quarter and I was like, why am I doing this to myself? It's like 30, it was like a horrible game. And then the third quarter, they were like incredible. And they had the, the comeback. What really was like, you just knew it was happening too. Cause of the right. Colts and like you just, I just had no doubt. See, I knew <laughs> I was seeing history. Right. <laughs> LeBron James tweeted at halftime. There's too much time left for Kirk Cousins. He just knew. Have you guys seen that trend? Yeah. Well, no. yeah, there's the LeBron James new. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I okay. love that trend. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. Cool. Uh, Jared, what's new in balance? <laughs> I know where this is going. Thank you, Jacob. Sam, you would never know. 
Um, so we, every year we put up these fairy lights in our ceiling in the corners all around our, in our living room, right? And uh, this year, we usually do it before we put up the tree because the tree goes in the corner and it's impossible to get to. Um, Ashley set up the tree when I was gone working. So when I, I came back to go put it up, we couldn't quite reach there. So I was like, it, it was kind of being lazy about it. Anyways, forward, we'll go for it a couple weeks. And I was like, hey, I really need to get this done because it's just like this dangling lights in our living room. So I was, went and I was trying to, the the lights up in the corner behind the Christmas tree, couldn't quite reach it. So I grabbed the stool, brought it out. I moved some presents out of the way, put it there and I reached and I was like an inch away from getting where I needed to go. And I couldn't get it. Classic. Um, yes. <laughs> like six One. inches away. Yeah. Yeah. It was like. <laughs> The longest inch in the world. Um, I, uh, so I was like, okay, I'll grab one of these little, we in our bathroom, we have these little kid stools or whatever, so the kids can step up and wash their hands, in theory, wash their hands. And so I grabbed that <laughs> and I put it on top of my stool, Smart. as you do. Yeah. And Ashley was gone when I was doing this, just me and the boys oh, really? downstairs. <laughs> Surprise. Can you believe that? But she didn't let us happen. I was like an inch away. Like I seriously was like, I'm like, this'll do it. And I get up there and I'm reaching across and the stool on top of my stool slipped out. Surprise. And I landed on my the side oh. on this yes. <laughs> I you could say so. Yes. I landed on the stool on my side, got the wind knocked out of me, and I scraped my back against my entertainment center. So my my back has a huge scar. And my whole side of my leg is like purple bruise, like this big. And I was just like on the ground because I got the wind knocked out of me. And my boys were just like standing over me like I was just <laughs> watching their father die. Just, I couldn't oh. even talk. And then let's go to your room. Wes and my oldest, he grabs a piece of paper and he comes up to me. He asks me to draw the tree because he wants to draw me falling. Like, <laughs> I'm like, a breath like drawing a tree. Get quick, we gotta get this. <laughs> That's and they put on the door so he could show Ash when she got home that I fell. Um, so I'm doing very well. Uh, I'm very hurt still. It was a couple days ago. I saw a photo of your back and it looks very painful. That's two what? layers of. Why have I not seen this photo of your back? Stand up, turn around, take your back. shirt off. It's like a, a friend. It's like a friend who hung out in South Carolina thing. Uh, Ashley showed Maddie to show Jake. No, but for yeah. real, stand up, take your yeah, shirt off, and do that, turn around. Yeah. Well, I have a band-aid on. So, Jake, I've hung out in South Carolina with you. I'll take off my Recently. pants and shirt my legs. That's okay. But, no. <laughs> Within the past um, two years, then. Ah, uh, got it. About the past two months. Um, so, yeah. That's what's new in balance. I am 100 years old, and I'm not smart. So. <laughs> yeah, Jerry, but, you're almost 30, man. you got to be careful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to point out the old. fact you had fallen, but you did get up. So I did get up and then immediately had to collapse because I landed on my part of my tree, too, and all these ornaments are everywhere. It was, it was a whole thing. What's that lifeline button thing? We need to get that for you. Life alert. Life yeah. alert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lifeline's yeah. from uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Uh, Different button. Also, also, the word lifeline. No, I don't think no, that. from the game. From the game, <laughs> yeah. Where it came from. 
It's from also the English language. <laughs> Where's that term deal come from? Like deal or no deal? <laughs> Trump's book, I think, right? Part of the deal. Yeah, cool. So there well, we go. Uh, let's, let's keep this uh, mood light. What's new in kidnapping, Christian? Oh, thank you. Um, I was uh, building a keyboard yesterday, which turned out really well. Thank you for asking. And uh, my wife told me about this documentary called Abducted in Plain Sight, which came out in 2017. So like always, I'm five years behind on my TV shows. Mm-hmm. But yes. anyways, um, I'm not going to spoil it for our listeners. But long story short, this documentary covers two and a half kidnappings, uh, affairs with the kidnapper and the person who got kidnapped, both of their parents, father and mother. Um, and as I'm like looking into this documentary... I like pull up this woman's Wikipedia page and turns out she's an actress in movies like <laughs> Dick Dixter oh. and Mobsters and Mormon. Oh, I've wow. actually seen Mob- Mobsters and Mormons. Yeah, me too. And Iron Man 3. She was a senior technician. So okay. anyways, turns out this lady who got kidnapped twice is also an actress and uh, has a really long Wikipedia page. So it's kind of a fun Was she kidnapped rabbit. before her career? As an actor? Yes, she was kidnapped as a twelve-year-old and a fourteen, as a fourteen-year-old, by the same person. Twice. Twice. Yeah. No, was, dude. Uh, Jared, you have to oh, watch wait, this. Oh wait, that's yeah, the girl. Insane. Yeah, that's the girl who got kidnapped. I like pull her up, and okay, there's wait. this little pull blurb. It says Broberg was kidnapped on two occasions by a family fr- friend at age twelve and fourteen, and then there's an even longer like What's her filmography name? section. Hmm. Her name is uh, Jan Broberg Felt. Groberg with a G? Broberg. Bro. Bro. Oh, Iceberg bro. minus the ice. Okay. <laughs> so, anyways, it's it's the wildest story I've ever heard. Like, yeah, I could tell you the first 30 seconds of it, and you'd say, wow, that's insane, and that wouldn't even be like... No, it anything. really is, and I've, I've seen it. It's wild. It, it makes you lose a lot of hope for just... Uh, people not being stupid. Yeah, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's totally wild and it's really sad, honestly. But it's like you can't you can't look away. So if you're looking for something to watch, uh, uh, abducted in plain sight. Christian, I just want to clarify or correct you. Excuse you. Uh, her, one of her movies. It wasn't Dick Dixter. It's They Want Dick Dixter. All right. I think that's an important correction. Hang on, hang on. That's in 2015. They want Dick Dixter. 2018, just Dick Dixter. True. Ah, classic. Classic wow. series. No, okay. but <laughs> I'm glad that we got both of those on there. So, Yeah, important clarification. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's insane. Um, okay. Looks like I know what I'll be doing. Uh, no, it's, it's wild. Jared, if you're also looking for another insane documentary, watch Don't Pick Up the Phone on Netflix. It was just released. I know that Christian's five years behind. I'm more of a TikTok kind of guy. So <laughs> right now on Netflix, there's there's a Don't Pick Up the Phone. And it's uh, – I won't spoil it as well, but uh, I will say – no, actually, I won't even say anything. You need no, to watch No, I've seen person. this. You have? Wait, which one? Wait. I think I know this girl. I yes, I think I've seen this. Jared, what have you done in your Was life? she a family friend? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she was just a family friend when I was younger. It's fine. I think I've seen. I didn't know she was an actress, though. I didn't that's, either. That's blowing my mind right now. Yeah, yeah she's I totally the, know. 
If you've seen I'm Mobsters and Mormons, she's the mom in Mobsters and Mormons. What the heck? No, because I looked at the the abductor's name, and I'm like, I know that name, and I read into a little more. I totally watched that. That is insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. crazy. So if you're looking for a documentary, look at that, even though you've probably already seen it because it came out five years ago. Uh, Sam, I'll watch your documentary after I finish Game of Thrones, Ooh, which isn't a joke. This week. I watched three and a half time. episodes today. So You just started? Uh, yeah. Like oh. I said, five years behind. Yeah. Okay. Wait, for the first time? Sorry, wait. Yes. Oh, Christian. Okay. <laughs> we need every podcast. I need some updates about what you're, what you're thinking. Do you have any spoilers? Uh, yes, I know the last few seasons suck. Well, and that... I know who becomes the high king, or whatever it's called, sits okay. on the air. Okay, yeah, don't say it. don't say high king. <laughs> uh, and then also, it's not the last you few idiot. Uh, it's not the last few seasons. It's the last few episodes, to be very okay. clear. So just that gives you some hope. Yeah, but, yeah. Okay. I have but now, also first not time, seen it. I would like to just I. publicly say to all my family members, I'm really sorry for watching it. Um, I know I'm probably not supposed to, but um, I'd like to say to all of them as well. Uh, it's bleep. amazing. No, no, no. Just back off. Cool. We're, all right. we're gonna bleep it anyways. We're uh, bleeping it. <laughs> no. And would you would you just say uh? Yeah, no problem. There you go. There it is. That's the content we need. Uh, let's move on to sports, Jake. What's new in AD being injury prone? <laughs> uh, nothing, actually. He's injury prone. But this time, he managed to roll his ankle mid-air, which I think <laughs> he may be the first human to ever accomplish that feat. <laughs> but literally, in a game against the Nuggets, he came down in the first quarter, jumped along the baseline to do a reverse layup, and he like twists his ankle in, in mid-air. Like, no contact, just like flailed his foot. And he's out for a month. Like this is—I'm not joking. This is—it's actually incredible his uh, ability to be injured. So, um, yeah, rolled his ankle midair. Here's a question for Jared: um, Kiss, Mary, kill. Anthony Davis's ankles. Uh, John Wall's Achilles, which he tore walking upstairs. Yeah. Okay. And your wife. Um. How do I order? I mean, the kill is off, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll marry my wife, surprisingly. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> um, it was just, pause was for the other two. <laughs> really? Um, marriage tip from somebody who's divorced. You should probably see your wife marry very, very fast. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, almost immediately. Yeah, thanks, Sam. Sam, do you have any thoughts on marriage advice from the two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, as a fellow divorcee, um, <laughs> I I just confirm what Christian said. That's all. Thank you. So I will I'll kiss uh, Anthony Davis's ankles. Yeah, probably have <laughs> on them. Imagine or what his feet John like. Wall's Achilles. No, that's true. That's totally fair. But it's a look, right? Like this whole thing. It's probably well groomed everywhere else, right? I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, at least some to the imagination. Yeah. This podcast Anyways. is uh, <laughs> yeah. used to be a sports podcast. Yeah. <laughs> let's uh, let's move on to actual sports. Unless Jake, you have final thoughts about Anthony Davis's hairy ankles. Uh, 
No, he just it's just ironic he was playing he's been playing really well and then in, gets an injury that literally nobody in the history of the world has ever had. <laughs> That's awesome. Sweet. Let's move on to our jazz recap. Currently, the Utah Jazz are sitting at 17 wins, 16 losses, including recent wins over the former number one seed Pelicans. They are now in fourth because of the Jazz. Uh, they're we one swept them, games. right? We swept them. Pop it up, pop it up. Um, clap it up for everybody. Not not everybody, just the Jazz. Just clap for the Jazz. Mm. Um, and then I should probably say this part really quiet. We lost to the Cavaliers and the Buccaneers. I almost said Buccaneers. Still in football mode. Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, Jazz are now in ninth place in the West, but they're only four games out of the number one seed. The Milwaukee this- Bucks without Chris Middleton or Giannis playing. Uh, details. Doesn't really Ooh. matter. We're still really good. Um, Jared. <laughs> You were live. You you specifically said, you know what? I'm going to go to this game to bring exclusive content to our listeners. What was it like? And you were courtside, right? Uh, yeah, I was, um, obviously. They – so most of my thoughts about the game, like the Jazz one, that was great. It was pretty close until halftime, and the Jazz kind of pulled away. My Most of my thoughts, though, were seeing Zion live. Um he is a really good passer. Like, really? a really good passer, how big he is. Like, he's always finding the open guy. Um, and he really is, like, a huge dude. And he needs to learn how to walk still. Because it is very painful to watch him waddle around the court <laughs> yeah. where he goes. But, um, no, we, I mean, we played really well. Obviously, we didn't have Brandon Ingram because he's on my fantasy team. So, he's obviously injured. And so, like, they're they're undermanned. But we also didn't have Sexton. So, they're pretty even caliber players but it was good i mean they it's good to see a team win it's it's always like that every time we win it feels like it's always a team win it's never like this one guy just goes off besides jordan clarkson the game after besides that example it's usually like uh, it was pretty even scoring and everyone plays so i love this jazz team they're starting to win the curse is over i went to a game and someone won so that was nice should not have five games yeah cool uh, we won the great, game after I said that. Yeah, and you know what it's called, listeners. <laughs> the anti-jinxing um, anomaly paradox. Kind of, yeah, no matter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I can only think of the the short way. That's it. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, it was good. It was good to be there courtside. Thank you, Underanalyze, for getting me those seats. Um, it was, it was great. Thank you to our listeners, actually. Yeah, because um, without without them, those courtside seats wouldn't have been possible. Can I make a really nerdy reference? I'm gonna do it. You allow it. Thank you. Uh, Zion Williamson is like Victor Crumb in Harry Potter, right? Where Not it's like movie. he just kind of waddles around, but when he's flying in the air, then he's really, really graceful and really, really elite. Just saying. Um, that's, I see. That's it. pretty spot on. I see it. Sam's never read the book, Who's... so he can't comment. Yes, I've seen the movie though. I was just wondering who Harry Potter is. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's so nerdy, Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> Not mainstream at all. Yeah. Anyway, so that was my comment. Um, guys, I'll be honest. I uh, had finals last week and didn't watch a lot of the Jazz, so I, I'm a bad podcaster right now. Uh, for those of you who were able to watch the Jazz, same old, new developments. What do we got? Um, I mean, it's, yeah, I think teams are just figuring out how to play against us. And we've also 
cooled off from three a little bit. And our defense is also not as good as it was originally. And I think that's just opponents are playing better and have figured out, you know, what we're doing. So it's not a let, it's not yeah. like you can take it easy tonight against the Jazz. Yeah. We just took people by surprise. And this is what we expected, right? We don't expect to be the top tier team. Um we're regressing back to the mean. So where we should be. Like we're gonna we're doing still better than everyone had thought, but we're gonna be around five hundred, it seems like. Petition yeah. for a twenty game season. Yes. <laughs> we should definitely make that a thing. Okay. Can you imagine? Also, preseason champs like eight years ago, we went like eight and oh. So shocked was the championships off that. So yeah. hang the banner. <laughs> should hang the banners. I mean, there's yeah. still a lot of good stuff going on. I think Simone Fontecchio is actually developing really well into a legit NBA player. Like I think mm-hmm. Even if he doesn't stay on the Jazz, he'll get an NBA contract after this. Malik Beasley is really good, and I think his value is building a lot. So whether that's for the future or as a trade asset, um, Jared Vanderbilt is still really good. He's just kind of like a raw player where he's like really athletic um, and like does the right stuff, but still has to work on some of the finesse stuff. But yeah. I just think overall, everybody... I mean, Lowry was out a lot of this week. I think he came back for the last two games. Yeah. Mike Conley has yeah. been back. So, you know, there's injuries, kind of movement in the lineup, but overall, still really good. I mean, every time Lowry plays, he's dropping, like, 25 points at least. So, um, like Jared said, just kind of regressing back to the main, but still so fun to watch. They try really hard. The last game... Well, I, I, didn't, I wasn't able to watch the game tonight, but the game before... Against the Bucks, that was like the first game where it was just kind of like meh, watching the Jazz, um, watching them play. They just didn't really have it at all. It's usually like if they don't have it, it's like a quarter, and then all of a sudden they turn it on, and it's just super exciting. But right, um, here's a quiz. Guess who on our team leads field goal percentage? No minimum shots. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, dope. Um, no, he's second. Ah. Oh, he's also, Walker Kessler is really good. I love Walker Kessler. We can Kessler. talk about that more after this. Uh, yeah, this is really exciting stuff. Uh, if anyone even knows he's on our team, you win. <laughs> I don't know. I, I have no idea. And Kerry? Uh, Micah Potter. <laughs> one for one, baby. Never heard of him. For one, hundred percent. Then Azubuki's ninety percent. But third, Walker Kessler, seventy-five percent from the field. Yeah, he's maybe gonna be a better asset than Rudy Gobert in a couple years. <laughs> and then we can trade him away for twenty first-round picks. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> he was averaging one point nine blocks a game. Like he, he really does block in it seventeen minutes all the time. 17 yeah. minutes a game, he's averaging that many blocks. I think, why are we not playing it more? I mean, maybe if we played it more, obviously it wouldn't be his electrical spark. But right. he, I love Walker Kessler. Um, but yeah, we fleeced Tim, the Timberwolves. <laughs> yeah, for real. And like against Zion, he, he held his own against Zion. He played really yeah. good defense and was a big reason for why Zion didn't really get going in the second half of that. I think it was the second game. 
they played. Yeah, definitely wasn't the first game because he was like ninety-seven, seven and eight, yeah. or whatever. And uh, Zion dunked on him, but it didn't matter because he blocked him once. So it was like, even out. out. Um, so there you go. A little fun fact: field goal percentage leader for the Jazz is our own Mike Potter. Also go. worth mentioning, uh, Nikhil Alexander Walker is He's good, really good defensively, and has been shooting it really well recently. So I'm 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 excited that Will Hardy is looking at these players and giving them time to play and actually prove what they can do. You know, because Nikhil Alexander Walker got like a couple minutes a game last year, and like oh. had one. I can't remember if it was in the playoffs or not. I think it was. He had like one game where he hit a bunch of shots, and by a bunch I mean like three. Um, but it felt like a bunch, <laughs> like momentum yes. shots. And uh, anyways, yeah. uh, now would you guys agree that uh, Lowry Markinen is still our best player? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. That was my pop quiz. Anyways, I, the reason I bring this up, uh, me and my friend Kobe, I've actually mentioned him on this podcast. He's a big Minnesota Timberwolves fan. Ooh. And yeah, we were, uh, we were talking this morning how the Timberwolves, they scored 150 points the other night without Cat and without Rudy Gobert, uh, which is a franchise record, most points they've ever scored in any game ever, right? And uh, I was giving him crap saying, I don't think I would trade Lowry Markkinen for Rudy Gobert straight up, right? Keep in mind that they f- traded a thousand things for Rudy Gobert, and I don't think I would do a one-for-one deal. Do you guys agree with me, or do you think I'm stupid like you think about all my other takes? <laughs> uh, I think Jared said, I think you, you said this in a message earlier, and Jared said nobody would do it because of pride, right? To, to save face, something, something along those lines, Richard? Yeah. I think it, it makes sense for the Timberwolves. They don't, need, <laughs> <laughs> they don't need a center. They don't need another center out there. Who can't play offense yeah. um, in a system that is not built around him? But it, I mean, that's who would have thought if we went back three months ago, like everyone would say, oh, like, of course, like the Jazz would have to throw in seven picks, what I mean, whatever, to get yeah. Gobert. That's not that much, but um, it's just so crazy. Like, Lowry's playing so good and he's been so efficient, shooting 42% from three, um, 50. To 50, almost 53% from the field. And he's been super steady. He's made big shots. And Gobert has, like, I mean, still getting his rebounding numbers and whatever, but, like, he's just not the same player. And, that, <laughs> and I just, I cannot believe that we got Gobert for what we got. And which is crazy that we wouldn't do it even for Lowry, who was, like, thrown into the deal with for Mitchell. Like, it's just. Yeah. What a season. Yeah, Bill Simmons said uh, the Rudy Gobert trade will go down as the worst trade in NBA history. And at first <laughs> I was like, really? The worst trade in NBA history? But like looking back now, it's like, maybe. I, yeah, we we got him. Clap it up for the Jazz. <laughs> Another clap. Just for the Jazz, nobody else. And that'll, that'll be interesting. We'll have to cover that in another podcast, the worst trades in NBA history, because I just pulled up a quick list. But We're going to we start a new uh, podcast. We're going to start a new podcast. Okay. Um, start in July. Trade podcast. <laughs> start in July. <laughs> As all the good basketball <laughs> podcasts start. Yeah, okay. I, I actually don't think so. 
because the uh, St. Louis Hawks traded Bill Russell for uh, Ed McCauley and a draft pick who turned into Cliff Hagen. <laughs> well, Cliff so, Hagen? I Cliff, know one Cliff of those Hagen. three players. Yeah. <laughs> does, it, does his name rhyme with Will Muscle? <laughs> it does. It does indeed. <laughs> Great nickname, by the way. That would be a pretty cool name. Um, yeah, it's kind of fun. I don't know. When, uh, when the Gobert trade happened, some of my other friends who follow the NBA pretty closely, they reached out to me and said, hey, it's going to be so fun. Now you can stop pretending like Gobert is actually a really good player and you can you know, jump on the bandwagon of him being a totally overrated defensive player who doesn't actually add any real value. Ouch. I dabbled in that a little bit, and it's kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I still think Gobert is a valuable player, but I think he needs a very specific system to be in to be as successful as he was in Utah. And Minnesota is not that system. A, Minnesota's coaching is trash. And B, just I just don't think the management of the team is very good in general. Um, even just like player relations stuff, uh, which plays a big role. And Gobert is historically not an easy guy to get along with. So uh, yeah, he started know, COVID. it's tough. It's, yeah. He did start COVID. That's yeah. a good point, Jared. I don't know. It's, it's tough. I like going all the way back to would you do Larry Markin for Gobert outside of everything. Like if it was just, you know, nobody would bat an eye and you could do the trade. I still wouldn't do it just because of what Gobert can be defensively, but he is not due to a bad system around him. Yeah. I love it, man. Go jazz, go jazz, go, go jazz, go Jake. Let's do some question time. Yeah. Question time with Jake. Question time with Jake. <clears throat> um, well, since we're on the jazz, I have a couple jazz questions. On the topic of Lowry Markkinen, he makes around $17 million a year right now. He's 25 years old. And his contract, he becomes an unrestricted free agent in 2025. So it'll be 27, 28. How much years and like ballpark salary, assuming you could make it work out. How much would you extend Lowry for, or when would you trade him to keep value before he becomes an unrestricted free agent? Um, it'd probably be the end of next season. We'd want to do something like the year before he goes. Um, and I, it depends on the, the, the cap spike and what that's actually going to look like, but it could be like 30 to 33 i would say in that range for five years since since he's still so young that's what i would guess he would go for um yeah, and he's it, really so then jordan pulls contract around that um i think it's a little less was his like 118 i don't remember off yeah something like that so i think he would get more but with this the spike in the cap like it could be up to like i don't know like even 35, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to look like because like 35 million, just as they say it out loud for players played well once in his career, <laughs> like one season. At this point, like the sample size is a third of a season, right? You know, it's... Right. But, I mean, he's this is his third team in five years kind of thing. Like, I don't know. Your teams have already given up on him. That's why That's we're having that. It's such a discount right now. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see I would love to keep him, the finisher. Um, yeah, he's incredible. <laughs> right, Christian? That's right. 
Yeah, I mean, looking at it, it's it's hard to project because, like you said, Jared, we don't know what the cap's going to do. Um, Andrew Wiggins, I mean, his average salary is $30 million a year, right? And I would take marketing over Wiggins so fast. Um, so I think you're in the right area. Really? So yeah. fast? Yeah, I would. Uh... I think... I think Lowry has been really, really consistent, and I don't think Wiggins has been as consistent. Um, I said this year, like not counting for him being in the finals and being like the second best player in the finals last year. Yeah, just based off where <laughs> this year. where where they are currently. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. And I, just, I agree. Really quick, I just think Wiggins has a dimension defensively that Lowry doesn't even approach. Right, like Wiggins can defend the best wings in the NBA and not just do it adequately, like do it well. Lowry, I don't think is anywhere in that realm. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I'm I'm looking at it more as one being a, maybe not number one option, but one of the main scoring options. I would take Markinen over Wiggins. And I think that Markinen, I mean, how old is Wiggins? Jake? Pop, oh, actually, he's 28. Yeah, 28. Okay, so he's older. Um, and I think marketing, obviously, we're talking short term here, but I think his game is gonna is gonna age a lot better than Wiggins will. I mean, you see, he's a tall guy that doesn't rely on athleticism a lot. Um, so yeah, I stand by I agree, like Wiggins definitely is a way better defender. But I as see far as from though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I do agree with Jared that I would flip him after this next year. And I think that a team would overpay for him. Because they, when you trade in the NBA, you obtain their bird rights, which means that you can pay over the the uh, salary cap into the uh, luxury tax. So you can pay more than another team would offer. So I think that we would trade him to a team who would want to secure him long term and get his bird rights and kind of lock him up. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, I I think you buy low, sell high, and that's what we should do with with marketing at the end of next year. But so I guess kind of the question is. As far as a Jazz rebuild, is he young enough to try and hang on to to be a part of that, or is he just going to be a piece to get more assets? It depends on what happens in this draft, right? It depends on who we get, and I think next year will be kind of a trial period. <laughs> we get Wembenyama. It'll be kind of a trial year, um, obviously, to continue to see how marketing does, but more to see what we've got with the rookies that we draft this year. Hmm. Or, yeah, in this upcoming draft, I should say. Right. Okay. Kind of along the same lines. I feel like uh, this is a statement, but Jordan Clarkson is kind of the face of the Jazz now, right? He he was the for the jersey reveal, like he was the guy, right? Uh, for this really really cool jerseys we got this, this off season. Yeah, have you seen the yellow ones? The dude? AAU jerseys <laughs> that they revealed. <laughs> Those um, are awesome. Actually, agree with you, Jake. Continue. <laughs> So my question is, A, is Jordan Clarkson untradeable? And B, is anyone on the Jazz untradeable? Sam, you take this. Yeah, no, um, A, yes. Um, Jordan Clarkson is the man. And if we lose him, we lose so many swag points. And that's all I care about. So uh, (laughs) we need, we we are the Utah Jazz. We have never been cool. And I want us to remain cool with Jordan Clarkson. Thank you very much. As Will Kessler is not going to do it? As the only <laughs> partial season ticket holder here, Sam, yes, your yes. word does have the most weight. 
So. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. At this point, like, I mean, they look to me for opinions <laughs> with my season <laughs> ticket membership. And I told them, I said, no, you're not trading Clarkson. Uh, and they took it heartedly because I have only have half season tickets. So, yeah. Other thoughts? I, uh, everyone's tradable at all times. I think with this team. Yes, I think everyone's. It's Danny Ainge, and he has no That's heart. That's true. It's, so. Yeah, Danny Ainge literally <laughs> does not have a heart. So, yeah, the whole <laughs> Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you can trade away him, which, I mean, you have to do because Larry Irving became available. But, um, yeah. That turned out well no for the Celtics. Yeah. True, but, like, you have to do it. Like, No, I agree. I don't, I don't know if, like, Jared, I don't think anybody's untradeable. But there are three guys that jump out to me as you're going to really have to blow us away with the offer. Markkanen's one. Walker Kessler's another. And I actually think uh, 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 Micah Potter is the other. No, I'm just kidding. Um, The third one would be... Um, he would uh, never miss on any other <laughs> team. <laughs> uh Just because he's so young. And I mean, would I we trade him? trade him? Yeah, I agree. But also like... He's the one guy who I think, okay, yeah, for sure, he's actually going to be a part of this rebuild. You know, and am I an idiot for saying that a guy averaging three points in, in nine minutes is untradeable? Yes, like he's obviously tradable. But I think he's somebody that we would want to we would want to hold on to unless we got blown away. Yeah. I think I would be very surprised if the Jazz trade Jordan Clarkson, like, during any part of the rebuild at this point. I just, I think, I mean, again, it's Danny Ainge, so it probably will happen because he's cutthroat, but uh, kind of like Sam, he's just a huge part of this team's identity and how they play. And it's really a testament to like, like Jordan Clarkson is a good player. And the, and the other thing is he's built his value a lot. Like he's, he's no longer just a Nick Young heat check off the bench guy. Like he's shown he can play in a starting role and could be, I think, could be like the third best player, well, fourth best player on a championship yeah, team, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, still in the starting five of a championship team, right? Which is, which is big. So, uh, and the other one, I think Walker Kessler is pretty much untradeable. I don't see any scenario where the Jazz would trade him based on what he's shown, and obviously he's on a rookie contract. So I just think there's too much there to have any kind of trade happen how old is jordan clarkson 29 no uh, he's 31 31 actually i think i'm gonna go with <laughs> he is his birthday was 30. yesterday probably yeah it's 30 uh june 7th okay set a reminder june anniversary 92 well, yeah that's no, it's no longer my anniversary it's jordan clarkson's birthday <laughs> yeah, i'm like that's too bad for you guys. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> Jake, you got another question for us? Yeah. Are the Lakers going to make the playoffs? And is Russell Westbrook now an asset? I will go, I will go first. <laughs> no, because uh, I kissed his ankles too much, ADs. <laughs> um, and LeBron doesn't have the ability to will a team in the playoffs anymore. He just he can't yeah. play all the games and all the minutes because he's literally been playing for 20 years professionally. And Russell Westbrook is an asset 
and they should probably use him as an asset to get. It's not happening this year. I, I mean, he's he's playing like the best six man of the year in the last fifteen years. You know, like in his role, it's actually been pretty incredible to see him accept a new role and just roll with it. And he's been amazing. It was good to see him like use his like use logic when it comes to his career. Um, <laughs> like, hey, if you want to play for another five years, like you have to do this. Like you can't. You're not a starter anymore. Unfortunately, yeah. like it just happens, and like it turns so, out, yeah. he's a really good passer in a pick and roll. Like he did that for years and years with Stephen Adams, and was very successful. Uh, Jake, to answer your question, no, I don't think the Lakers make the playoffs, and no, I don't think Russell Westbrook is an asset. He makes little because, money. Well, that that's that's it right there. Like he's not starting, and he's making forty-seven million dollars, and. I think that that's why he's not an asset because I think you need to take that into consideration. You can't pay $47 million to even the greatest six man of all time, right? And because they're paying him $47 million and he has to come off the bench because that's where he is as a player right now, they're not going to make the playoffs because that, I mean, $47 million is 25% of the salary cap. And you're just not going to be able to put enough quality players around him or LeBron or, you know, weak ankles AD to do anything so i i don't know the the longer ad stays hurt i mean the chances go down so no to both Sam? final answer um yes i think that um westbrook is trash <laughs> at this point and i uh, don't believe that they will make the playoffs the lakers all right well i'm zagging i'm saying the like the lakers make the playoffs uh from a playing game and i think westbrook i get what you're saying from a salary cap wise christian what about the trash and that wise? is pretty much <laughs> <laughs> your point with the salary i think is kind of inarguable inarguable oh my gosh inarguable how do you say that word I can't indubitably there we go yes uh cannot be argued with um but i think he is he's 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 a plus, at least, on the court. And I think that's a big step. But again, like you said, a plus from the bench that is taking up a quarter of your salary. Uh, okay, last question. The Celtics are the favorites. Well, let's rephrase this. The Celtics are unbeatable if Time Lord is healthy and everybody else is healthy. Like a fully healthy Celtics squad with everybody they have. Throughout the whole playoffs, unbeatable obviously Un- meaning unbeatable in the seven NBA game series. Yeah, play against a completely uninjured Bucks. Correct. Anybody in the league, full full roster. Anybody in the league. The Bucks are the biggest challenge, and I would say no. I think the Bucks could do it, just because that's how great Giannis is. Come on, Jake. What was that face? No, I, I, I. Uh, I'm gonna go with Jared on this one. I. I think that uh, Giannis, if it's complete, if both teams are fully healthy, then Giannis is the X factor in that series. Christian? I wouldn't say that they're unbeatable. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bucks beat them, but I think they would be heavy favorites. Right? So, so not untouchable. No. But... <laughs> Sorry for a lot. <laughs> Hey, uh, Jake, no. Okay, let's move on. Thank you. Thanks for listening, everybody.
<laughs> just love the like i don't think they're unbeatable like your well, question, no but like they're, no they're not unbeatable <laughs> but you guys are acting like the bucks are get, would beat them in a seven game series yeah not yeah, like four to three like <laughs> no no i'm saying yeah i wouldn't i could see that but i would if i had to bet money i would bet that the celtics would win in six games okay if they're in the eastern Conference final this year both healthy will you bet money with me because that'd be fun <laughs> uh no because i'm poor uh got it okay but maybe next year when I have a real job. How's that? What if I become like a uh, free bonus offer something like I'll I'll throw in 10 bucks for you to bet however you want. I will bet infinity <laughs> of your money, Sam. I don't have a problem, guys. <laughs> I will bet whatever money you want to give me to bet. So No, no, no. Okay, but there's going to be there's definitely going to be some uh asterisks on that money. <laughs> to be very clear. Jake, what are your thoughts on that? Um I don't think there's a team in the league, including the Bucks, that will be able to hang with the Celtics if they're all healthy. I think Jason Tatum is playing at an even higher level than he was last year, even in the playoffs. Uh, Jalen Brown is playing at a higher level. Defensively, those two and Robert Williams have the best chance of stopping Giannis in the league, I think, as far as perimeter plus interior plus mobility plus length goes defensively. Um, length and strength. Uh, So, and I think... Fully healthy Joe Ingles. Yeah, exactly. Um, Chris Middleton could become obsolete with... Maybe not obsolete, but like, I think he would become the third best player instead of the second best player uh, against the Celtics due to their defense. I think Drew Holiday would still be fine, but because I don't believe in Marcus Smart's defense. Um, but Giannis, you guys are going to hate me for saying this. I don't think Giannis can carry a team in the same way that like a LeBron James carried a team. He's just not, he, he's not that type of player. He carries a team like Shaq carries a team, mm, right? Not even. Yes. I, yes. <laughs> Wait, if we stop I there, I was right. <laughs> It wasn't a question by it from Jared. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, like, Giannis is amazing. Giannis is the best player in the world currently, but he's not a, a put a put you know the group of guys on your back and carry them to championship. He has to be surrounded by very specific pieces for it to be successful. So does LeBron. I mean, the like everyone does. Like, he has to have four people on the court with him, Jared. <laughs> I just think it's a lot harder to find four other players that fit with Giannis than it is four other players that fit with LeBron James. Yeah, that's that's true. Or even I Shaq. That. I don't know if I agree with you. I, hot take. I really, hot take. Hot take. Hot take. I just. That, yeah. Jake's cooking out in Florida. I. Uh, <laughs> I really. What does Shaq do that Giannis like doesn't do? Giannis can't. Giannis can't. Giannis is a better passer, better dribbler. I agree. Quicker. He's not as dominant in on the interior. Like Shaq is no. just unbeatable inside, right? He gets the ball down low. And he dunks on your head, right? You can't do anything. Giannis True, does that. Seven Giannis is like times. that. Giannis does that in transition, and he makes up for that. Like he can in the half court, he takes two steps. He's literally at the basket. And he can draw fouls like crazy. And he can make his free throws better than Shaq. 
I don't know. I just, I think they're even. I don't think it's like, I think that's how he dominates a game is the similar way that Shaq does. And Shaq couldn't do anything without Toby, like win championships, even though he got all the accolades when they were together. I don't know. I just, I don't know, Jake. I just, I just fundamentally disagree with you, but like, whatever. I, I think less <laughs> of you because of it. Does that make sense? <laughs> Makes complete sense. Overall, I, I do think the Celtics will win fairly easily if they're all healthy. I like the Bucks. I like the Bucks more as a team. So this is definitely not like a. I like the Celtics, and I would hope that the Bucks would win. That's who I would cheer for in that series. But I just don't think anybody can challenge them if they're all healthy. Like just from what we've seen this year, they're insane. They're absolutely insane. Yeah, they really are. And the biggest part is um, Jalen Brown taking that step. Yeah. Like yeah, he's been he's been and awesome. They haven't even had they, they haven't even had Robert Williams, who is. Their best defender. Yeah. You mean Marcus Smart? Yeah, sorry. I yeah, haven't had Marcus Smart. <laughs> That's so awesome. So, anyways, we, we've got some uh, interesting content for future episodes, though, because I, I might be Team Jake here, but I have to. Oh, of my course thoughts. you are. Wow, what a surprise. <laughs> What's on, this? on the Shaq Giannis thing? The LeBron. Oh, like, or I'm sorry. Okay. Giannis not being able to carry a team like LeBron can. Okay. I and I agree with that. But but I, I shouldn't say like LeBron can, but a player like a LeBron, right? Right. Even like a even like a KD, it's different. Right? The way that KD can carry your offense and have the players around him, you know, it's he's not as dependent on the pieces around him as Giannis is. Well, I'm just wanting back to your original question with the Celtics. Who is the person? So I'm assuming then we're comparing with Tatum. Yes, I and think you're Tatum, Tatum is just barely not. Celtics. Huh? You're saying Tatum will carry the Celtics better than Giannis carries the yes. Bucks in that series. Yes. Got it. Here's here's what I think it comes down to. Giannis is my favorite player in the NBA. Just want that bias out there, right? But Giannis can't score from anywhere on the court like a Kevin Durant, like LeBron James, and even a Jason Tatum, right? So I'm not saying that you can necessarily take away his inside game because, I mean, he's the best player in the world, right? But if you can limit that, he can't hurt you from other places, right? Where if LeBron, if you beat him in the post in his mid-range game, he'll beat you from three, right? KD, if you beat, if you take away his three-point shot, he can beat you at the rim and he can beat you in the mid-range, right? Where Giannis, if you say, hey, you have to beat us with the three, I, I don't think he can beat you with a three. And so I think that's where he's limited. And that's the biggest. To interject, I don't even think he can beat you by playmaking from outside. Right. Like he's, I, yeah, he's I, not I that level that well. of playmaker either. Right. He's a good passer, no. but not a playmaker like that. Right. And that uh, that's where I agree with you is I think that elite tier that Giannis isn't can beat you from anywhere. And I don't think Giannis can beat you from anywhere. Thank you, Christian. Yes. You're welcome. How do you feel? I think I think okay. Jason Tatum is a better shooter. <laughs> Whoa, that's a hot take. The thing is, sure? we've we've seen Giannis do it. We've seen him Did take his team against the Suns. Yes, but the Suns are frauds, anyways. We saw that last year. Uh, the Nets should have and would have torched. I'm putting asterisks on literally. We can go back every year and put an asterisk okay, on some team didn't. You remember the did. first game, nuts, uh, nuts, Nets Bucks of that series? 
the nuts like part. The, yes, I remember. The, the Bucks shriveled up, shriveled up, and died. Like I thought they were gonna get swept, and then Harden pulls his hamstring. Blah blah blah. That's how every like series is. It's its yeah. own thing. They, I don't know. And I, they still I, went to Game Seven with only Kevin Durant. Basically, Kevin Durant is like a top ten player all time. I agree. Like, but I just, <laughs> I don't know. I love that. I love that Giannis won. I love that it worked you out. Love that for him. Yeah, I love that for him. And <laughs> I like the Bucks better than I like the Nets, right? So this isn't like a bias thing against Giannis or anything. But I just, I don't know. It, it, there it's were giving there are, bias. There are parts. Yeah. I mean, there are definitely there are obviously parts of games where Giannis takes over and he's just unreal, right? It's it, it's like he does crazy stuff, but it's not the same kind of domination, consistent domination that you know, like LeBron or KD can have in a seven-game series. That's all I'm saying. I like it. I know Jared doesn't agree still, but we're going to wrap it up because <laughs> Sam just put in the chat, have we hit the three-hour mark yet? Uh, my clock says 52 minutes and 30 seconds, and I started a couple minutes late. So we will uh, we'll move on. Great question, Sam. Mm-hmm. We'll bring this back up in July again. Yep. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. This is the peak off-season material after the, after the Celtics beat the Bucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> after the Bucks, the Bucks get swept. <laughs> get swept. Giannis and straight away everybody accepts Giannis. <laughs> yeah. Giannis is averaging 9.2 points. Yeah, it's definitely happened. Because <laughs> uh, we know on this podcast that chinkses are real. So uh, congratulations, Boston. Boston. Let's wrap it up with the Russell Westbrook of the week. And this is a repeat winner that we have, not of the Russell Westbrook of the week, but the Michael Jordan of the week that I can think of off the top of my head. Other things, because we talk about him a lot because he's the worst, one, top five worst. Patrick Beverly is the Russell Westbrook of the week. Jake, why? Uh, yeah, so tonight, not too long ago, Pat Bev hit Chris Paul with the too small, which... I mean, I think Chris Paul is shorter than Pat Bev, so it's just lame if you do it to somebody who's actually shorter than you. And uh, B, the Lakers are down by 26 at that point in the game. Um, and it wasn't even like a, I don't know, like he just did like a normal driving layup and kind of bumped Chris Paul and got a layup. Like it wasn't like an incredibly athletic and dominant play. Uh, so yeah, what he's was the just, score he's just at the, the time? worst. Uh, the exact score is a great question. Uh, it was forty-six to seventy for the. Oh, no. Yeah. So That's the time to do it. Yeah. Uh, Pat Bev does not know how to read a room or scoreboard. <laughs> no. Did take it up with Jared Smith, who is courtside at the last Cavs game, home game. But yeah. Anyways, Pat Bev's the worst. Not the worst. Dylan Brooks is the actual worst, but Pat Bev is up there. Yeah, he he's definitely up there, and it's weird. It's just so unlike. Patrick Beverly to celebrate too much over something that doesn't actually yeah. matter. Yeah, Mr. Um, uh, playing game. He, he's, he is the GOAT. World champion. Yeah. That's true. GOAT of playing games. Now, they, uh, he's too short, you know, where you put your hand down and say, oh, he's too short. Uh, can you imagine if that was a thing when Muggsy Bugs played? <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't know, Muggsy Bugs, shortest player to ever play in the NBA, 5'3". I just think that would be hysterical to do. If somebody that. did it to him. <laughs> too, sh- too short to Muggsy Bugs. <laughs> Bud Webb. Uh. Anyways, uh, let's wrap this thing up. Sam, final thoughts. Uh, yeah, final thoughts. Um, I'm convinced the uh, hiring process at the USPS includes three questions. Uh, first, do you have a pulse? 
Second, do you have incredibly low patience with customer service? <laughs> and three, do you love to throw boxes across a room? <laughs> and based on those three questions, that I'm convinced that's the USPS uh, workforce in my experience recently. Thank so you. When do you start? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I got a job, guys. <laughs> uh, that's awesome, Jake. Final thoughts. Uh, I had another UPS fun story. Uh, not really, but there was. I was at the UPS store for another return, obviously. And uh, <laughs> this guy in front of me was like struggling for a legit, I don't know, forty-five seconds trying to put his card in the reader, like it was twenty fourteen, and and chip cards were like new. Uh, and he was putting it in backwards. Like the, the chip <laughs> side <laughs> out, chip side yeah, out. <laughs> I'm like, bro. <laughs> I don't know. Finally, the worker was just like, "Oh yeah, you have to put the chip in inside the reader." And he's like, "Oh yeah, these chip cards. They just, I just don't understand it." It's like, dude, I'd buy it if it was six years ago, but uh, yeah, I don't know. That, so that was awesome. tough. That was tough. And uh, try. I was just trying to like find something so I didn't feel so awkward about my last UPS experience. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where everybody's waiting for me, but bring someone else down instead of you. Yeah, exactly. Jared, Good. final thoughts. Um, when we're talking about the worst trades in history, I linked up an article too, and this one guy really values Vince Carter. He's the number one like worst trade is Golden State trading Vince Carter. I think his draft rights, and then number sixteen on the list of twenty five. So he's on there twice. Is when the Raptors traded him to the Nets after he gave up on the Raptors. So we love Vince Carter. <laughs> yes, this yes. that's really great. We do. The so draft rights to Vince Carter was number one. Yeah, um, I'll have to find the article, but yeah, they really love Vince Carter. But also, this is probably Insanity. from a couple of years ago because I didn't see anything with Brandon, yeah. which will be the number, the worst one. Uh, my final thoughts: the chip reader story reminded me of another story when i was at chick-fil-a this one time jake you know the story already um it's the best friend thing yeah <laughs> uh, order from chick-fil-a you know pull up and they're like okay you can pay here just like insert your card here and they've got the little handheld thing and they like move it <laughs> and they like try and move it and i'm like trying to move it and we're both yeah. like moving like uh, uh 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 right and then i feel awkward so i say sorry <laughs> sometimes i have a hard time putting it in <laughs> and then she looked at me and I looked at her, and then she looked at me, and then I looked at her, and then I put it in and said, "Have a nice day," and then <laughs> drove off. So, and you weren't there. You go. Chick Fil A. <laughs> 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 yeah, same. You live same in Vegas, area. right? I do. I do live in Vegas. Yep. So. <laughs> Yikes. Anyways, chip readers are hard. Thanks for sticking with us. Uh, we will catch you next week. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, please tag us on social media at under underscore analyzed and we'll catch you next week later